Hello, this is David Oran taking you around the world in two. South Africa won the first ODI versus India by five runs, despite 150 from Rohit Sharma. AB de Villiers was man of the match for his 104 not out from 73 balls. The first test between Pakistan and England started today, while Zimbabwe began Tuesday's third ODI versus Ireland with an unassailable 2-0 lead. Craig Irvin top-scored for the hosts in both games with 60 and 101 not out. Elsewhere, Australia's Brett Lee stars in a new movie, An Indian, an unlikely cross-cultural romantic comedy. While New Zealand's Chris Cairns stars in a high-profile London court case accused of perjury. He faces a possible seven-year jail term if found guilty. But spare a thought for fans in New York wanting to see Lara, Ambrose and Walsh in the much-publicised Warren and Tendorka All-Star 2020 match. To watch them and McGrath, Muralitharan, Akram, Callis, Ponting, Hayden and Haddon, patrons have to shell out up to $350 and brave a temperature of 8 to 10 degrees. As Ian Chappell said of the venture, I thought the point of retiring was to not actually play anymore. A few birthdays and anniversaries. Today, Alvin Cornell is 78. He played for Trinidad sides from 1959 to 77 and scored over 2,000 runs at 32.8. But he was more celebrated as a footballer, described as something special. He scored over 50 goals for his country. He was in the team that took bronze at the 1967 Pan American Games and also appeared for Guyana, Barbados and St Vincent. Later as national coach, he won 22, drew 2 and lost only 4 times, winning the Caribbean Nations Cup in 1982. He was also gifted at golf, hockey and table tennis. In 2012, he was named one of Trinidad and Tobago's 50 sporting legends. He was inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame in 1987, awarded a Silver Hummingbird Medal in 2009 and a Republic Day Award in 2011. He was Special Advisor to the Minister of Sport from 1987 to 91, helped rewrite the Trinidad and Tobago Cricket Board's constitution and succeeded to Frank Worrell as Director of Sports at the University of the West Indies from 1968 to 73. He's been a writer, broadcaster, commentator, columnist, coach, administrator and FIFA representative. He's also been a vocal critic of West Indies cricket. Recently, he accused the WICB of a lack of professionalism. He said that West Indies has been one of the most indisciplined teams for the longest while, and he asked, where do we go from here? Other birthdays. UE's present director of sports at Cafield, former Barbados and England cricketer and Stevenage footballer, Roland Butcher, he's tw uh, 62 tomorrow. Meanwhile, another England cricketer from Barbados, Gladstone Small, is 54 on Sunday. Also with a Sunday birthday is Antigua's George Ferris, who will be 51. In 1983, he struck Rowland a fearful blow that threatened his career and his eyesight, but Butcher bravely bounced back, enjoying his most prolific season in 1984. Other former players with birthdays are former West Indies wicketkeeper, manager and chairman of selectors, and regular contributor to Mason and Guests, St Vincent's Mike Findlay, who is 72 on Monday and Sanil Dhaniram, who played for Guyana from 1993 to 1995, but had more success with Canada, playing in 44 ODIs, including 2007's Caribbean World Cup. But did you know that his brother Sudesh, who also played for Guyana, went on to play for the United States? The brothers played against each other when USA beat Canada in an ICC World Cricket League game in 2008. Sanil will be 47 on Saturday. Also on Saturday, on the fourth day of the test, it will be the 50th birthday of one of Sri Lanka's greatest batsmen, Aravinda de Silva. 
He scored over 15,000 international runs with 31 centuries between 1984 and 2003 and was man of the match for his 107 not out when he took his country to victory in the 1996 World Cup final. Current players with birthdays include Ravi Rampal, who's 31 on Thursday, Montserrat and Leeward Island's Quinton Boatswain, is 25 on Friday, and Red Steel's Jacques Callis turns 40 the same day. The South African retired from tests with over 13,000 runs, 292 wickets and 200 catches. Statistically, he may be the best all-rounder. But for ability, artistry and genius, Sir Garfield Sobers remains unrivalled. And finally, anniversaries. Tomorrow marks the 1858 birth of Englishman Harry Mallet, who was West Indies manager of their second, third and fourth tours of the UK in 1906, 1923 and 1928. He played one match of first-class cricket in 1901 and was bowled for eight by W.G. Grace. And Thursday would have been the 70th birthday of Steve Kamash, who died last week. An opening batsman whose father, grandfather and uncle all played for British Guiana, he debuted versus the Australian tourists of 1965, facing Mackenzie and Hawke, and faced Barbados's Marshall Gunn and Clark in his last game in 1979. He scored over 4,000 first-class runs at 34.8 and played 11 tests, averaging 29. On the 1969 England tour, he topped the West Indies test averages with 46.7, but on the 1973 tour, had to return home after only two games when his cheekbone was fractured by a young Andy Roberts playing for Hampshire. But Kamashi's great legacy was as an administrator. He was team manager and selector and secretary and then CEO of the WICB from 1982 to 2000, running it almost single-handedly in the early days from an office in Bridgetown until, under his guidance, the organisation built itself up and relocated to Antigua. WICB President Dave Cameron described him as a true stalwart, champion and leader of the game, while the Guyana cricket board said the remarkable Steve Kamash will always be remembered. Until next time, this has been Around the World in Two with David Oram.